Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning back into the show. I'm so grateful that you are listening and I can be a part of your morning or your jog or your run or whatever it is that you are doing. Thank you so much for having me be a part of your life in this moment. I also just want to say that if this podcast has served to be of any value to you in your life whatsoever, it would mean the world if you could subscribe, like, and share this podcast Right now, I don't have any marketing tactic other than sharing this on my social media and sharing it to my friends and family and encouraging you to spread the word. If this podcast grows, then that means that I can make better episodes for you and it would fulfill my vision and my purpose of uplifting human consciousness of thousands of people. So please leave a review, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. I usually listen to my podcast on Spotify, so there's not a review option here, but I currently have no reviews on Apple Podcasts. So I would really appreciate an honest thought and comment. I want to know how to improve, how I can do better. Please give me constructive feedback. I need it. I will use it to grow. All right, with that being said, let's go ahead and hop into today's episode. So today I will be talking about life lessons we can learn from biology. I will actually be reading a paper a final paper that I submitted to my biology class this semester as maybe you have picked up by now that I'm very into science and spirituality and marrying the two is something that I love doing. It is a perspective of the world that I feel is very meaningful to me and for this paper we had the prompt of writing whatever it is that we wanted about biology as long as it had to do about biology, then we were fine. So I use this opportunity to exercise the marriage between spirituality and science. So this is really life lessons we can learn from science. Let me also mention that the formatting of this paper is split up into a few sections. I talk about fertilizer and birds molting their feathers. I know, super random, but you're going to hear me section them off by simply reading the subheading or subtitle of it, just so you're not confused. All right, without further ado, let's get into it. Life lessons we can learn from biology. Throughout our Biology 101 class this semester, every lecture our class had has offered us an opportunity of wisdom and growth through our deep educational observations and conversations. It has affirmed the idea that if we look at anything in the right angle, it can provide us with opportunities for growth, wisdom, and powerful self-reflection. Biology teaches us that the best versions of ourselves can be born through difficult times with real-life examples such as the benefits of fertilizer and the process of birds molting their feathers. Fertilizer The biology of fertilizer teaches us that the best version of ourselves can be born through difficult times. In order for a plant to be able to grow and thrive, the most important chemical elements it needs are nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. This is because nitrogen is a building block for amino acids, phosphorus is a building block for cell membranes, and potassium makes up around 1-2% of the weight of any plant and it is essential to its metabolism. 
fertilizer is readily available with these three elements, so it is often used to support plants in their growth. If any of these nutrients are not available or difficult to obtain, then plant growth is very limited. Interestingly enough, these three crucial elements have come from the decay of plant life that have died. However, too much fertilizer is not such a good thing. There is a process known as eutrophication that occurs when soil receives too much of the elements nitrogen or phosphorus. When this occurs, these nutrients are drained away into becoming rainwater that is then showered into lakes or streams. These extra nutrients can play a beneficial role by creating an explosive algae bloom in water. However, sooner or later, the mass of algae will pass away and sink to the bottom. After this happens, microbes will break them down and proliferate their populations. Microbes power their activities by sucking up most of the oxygen in the water. A lack of oxygen means a lack of life. Therefore, other organisms in the water suffocate. Fertilizer can be seen as a metaphor for the painful and difficult circumstances we inevitably face in our lives. Unlike plants, as human beings, we have the power to either cease resistance and allow the fertilizer of life to nourish us with wisdom, or we can create a mental dam by blocking off its full mental nutritional properties and allow the stench and traumatic consequences of the fertilizer of life to be the only thing we focus on. It is like our own human form of eutrophication. By forever resisting the circumstances that are gifted to us, we allow this untransformed negative energy to be washed away and projected onto others, which then suffocates them. Too often, humanity has resisted the fertilizer of life, and we have allowed our mental dams to build stenchful consequences such as ego, greed, manipulation, victimhood, and malice. The more fertilizer life hands us, the more opportunity we have to become stronger. It is only through death that a flower is able to bloom. Every covalent bond that holds fertilizer together contains the energy of death, but when these bonds are broken, it creates the beautiful potential of life. Molting the biology of a bird's molting feathers also offers us a chance to learn how the difficult times in our lives are essential to our growth. Feathers are a defining feature of a bird's identity and survival. Like human beings shed hair, birds lose their feathers by having them fall out of their follicles and new feathers regrow by pushing themselves out of the same follicles. However, unlike a simple hair, Growing a feather is as if an adult tree pushed itself straight up out of the ground. It is an incredibly complex and wondrous system that is born fully developed and serves its full potential as soon as it is quickly grown. A study was conducted in the wetlands of southern Spain that discovered that the pink color of a flamingo's feathers was due to the color of the oil produced from their preen glands. The preen gland is located beneath the tail and it is a small organ that produces oil which birds then carefully rub onto their feathers with their bills and heads. This oil is crucial in maintaining the health of feathers by making them waterproof and repellent to feather parasites such as lice. 
A group of researchers recently discovered that male flamingos spend more time rubbing themselves thoroughly with their preen oil during the time of breeding season. It is proven that female birds are impressed by males that display the vibrant color and length of their feathers. This is because it showcases the male's vitality and survival. Ecologists have verified this theory through observation and experimentation. They verified that if you intensify the colors of a male's feathers during the breeding season, he will on average breed much earlier and father more young. So, as it turns out, scientifically, pink really is a manly color. No matter what species of bird they are, the experience with molting is generally the same. Molting is a significant process in a bird's life in which they shed and regrow new, stronger feathers that can then hold them through harsh seasons. For most humans, hair is a defining feature of our confidence and image. Similarly for birds, feathers are their own defining feature. It is a non-verbal showcase of their social, physical, and reproductive success. Therefore, when a bird loses its feathers, it goes far beyond the surface. Along with their feathers, they are also molting their confidence, masculinity, femininity, and tools to navigate life with. Birds' moods and behaviors during this time typically shift from being exuberant and sweet to feelings and behaviors of isolation, irritability, depression, and slowness. It is only after birds regrow a new set of feathers that they also gain a newer and powerful way of being. Molting is an incredibly unique and painful time for a bird, but it is also a time of self-reflection, appreciation, and faith. It is faith for a better tomorrow, of newer, different, and stronger feathers, and therefore new tools for them to navigate life with. It is by losing parts of themselves they never imagined they could live life without that gave them a new sense of gratitude and appreciation for the world. Right now, this pandemic has been a process of molting for humanity. It has stripped away everything we thought we once knew about daily routines, social happiness, and health. For many, it has been a process of self-isolation, depression, irritability, and slowness. It is causing us to reflect and be grateful for the things we never imagined we could live life without. However, during this time, it's also important for us, just like birds, to stay hopeful for a better tomorrow. A newer, different, and stronger society is in the process of pushing itself through the follicles of life in order to replace the worn-out and lost society we once were. All in all, biology teaches us that the best versions of ourselves are born through difficult times through the real-life examples of fertilizer and birds molting feathers. These are simply two examples in nature of where profound lessons can be observed, but biology gives us the gift of wisdom through its many wonders to choose from and notice thoughtfully. Our circumstances do not define where we end up in life. Smelly fertilizer offers plants a chance to live, and for birds, the adversity of losing feathers improves their spirit and way of being among the world. All right, and that was it. That was my biology paper. I loved writing that. I was so excited to have the opportunity to write about whatever I wanted because I was able to really marry my two 
loves together, which is spirituality and science. And honestly, spirituality is just a way of seeing the world and looking at nature thoughtfully. I read this book called Inner Engineering by Sadhguru. I hold it very dear to my heart. That book is everything to me. And I also attended his workshop in San Francisco. And he is a spiritual leader that has changed my life. A lot of the feelings I have towards nature and the world in general has shifted ever since I attended his workshop. And this seems really random to mention, but also so perfect because it is only through meditation and being present that we can truly learn the most profound lessons that you will never be able to learn from any textbook. It is in the circumstances of life that will be handed to you that if we look at thoughtfully and just look, not looking for anything, but simply looking and noticing and observing from a standpoint of curiosity from wanting to understand that is when we can see embrace and feel the most life-changing lessons that we cannot get anywhere else that's why i love meditation that is why meditation is so profound that's why meditation has helped so many people because our minds are all the time all over the place but it is crucial even just neuroscientifically, if that's even the word, LOL, but even just for neuroscience, there are so many studies that show that it is important for your brain to have time to just stop and rest and be in a moment because it improves your focus, it improves your memory, it improves so many aspects of your life that so many human beings struggle with simply because their minds are running around all over the place. And what meditation does is it forces you to be in a moment. And also keep in mind that when you first start meditating, just like for me, even when I don't meditate for a while, it's so hard for me to really calm down my mind. But a part of meditation is understanding and realizing and being patient with yourself that your mind will run amok all the time. But just giving yourself that love and that grace to bring yourself slowly back to the moment and really sit there and be there is incredibly profound. And it is in those moments of stillness and of nothing else going on, of understanding that you are a part of our universe, this incredibly wondrous, complex biosphere and cosmos that is so humbling to be a part of, knowing and understanding that we are that. We are literally come from that. We are not separate from it. That is who we are. It's more profound than I can even explain. I would just repeat myself and stumble over myself trying to explain what that feels like or what it means. So the takeaway I want to leave you guys with is to really be in every moment. Whether it's you're driving, you're doing homework, you're on your computer, you're watching TV, or you're just sitting with your family. Really be there. Meditation doesn't mean you have to buy all these crystals and sit somewhere with incense burning. It doesn't look a certain way. Meditation is something that you are. It's something that you embody. It is simply being present. So one thing that I want you all to take away from this and from my biology paper is just to look at life thoughtfully without any judgment, without any 
preconceived judgments of good or bad or right or wrong. Just look and just be there. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Growing with Henna podcast. Please, if you feel like this has served any value to you in your life, share this with someone that you think needs to hear this. Subscribe, like, leave an honest thought and a comment. I would appreciate your feedback. I need to grow. I need to fail. I need to make mistakes to understand what I need to do to do better so that I can fulfill my purpose of reaching thousands of people. Because life is a team sport.